Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, and this show is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook app is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and right now you can use our code of PHNX, and when you sign up and use that code, you will get $150 in free bets simply for making one $1 bet on any football game this weekend. It's got to be a DraftKings game. Again, it can't be uh, your your backyard pickup game. But yes, if you bet $1 on college or NFL, you will get that $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm very excited today because even though I am without, once again, without Thunderstick Jesse Friedman, I am joined by a person who I would consider to be my podcasting mentor. Uh, and, and when I say that, I mean, he's the guy I stole everything from that you listen to me do on this podcast. So joining me today, my friend, <laughs> did I make That's it weird now? A yeah, little bit, a right. little bit. All right. Well, my, my friend, uh, Daryl from Dubai, FKA, the beast from the Middle East, Daryl Johnson. Daryl, thank you ah. for joining me today. Uh, no longer from Dubai. No longer. Yes. Daryl Daryl from Mesa is what we, yeah. we, we'll have to call you now, right? Uh, much, what, what much less exotic. Yes. Well, again, thank you for joining me. Daryl and I have been friends for a while. We used to do a podcast together that we still do occasionally called The Steel Cage. And Daryl is a huge Diamondbacks fan, has been for years. Probably, uh, as far as I'm concerned, one of my most knowledgeable friends when it comes to not only Diamondbacks baseball, but Diamondbacks history. You are a, a historian of, of sorts of the Diamondbacks. Uh, I just remember stuff. You just lived through it. <laughs> I, I lived through it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't read stat sheets and keep up on stuff. But every now and then, something will pique my curiosity, and I'll look stuff up again. Like, you know, like I, I had no idea who the manager of the Braves was because I don't know how. I've been in Dubai for the last, you know, ten years. So I'd only watch baseball every so often when I can. And so I was looking up Brian Snitker, and he's just like a really impressive dude who's been in the Braves organization his entire life. Yes. You know? Yes. And and it's it's interesting because it, it does change fast. Like I find myself even being surprised at times when I see managers from other teams uh, that were former players. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I, I didn't even know that guy. Stop playing, and now, like, look, look at him. He's the manager of the Giants. You know, uh, well, it's, I, I, yeah. It seemed like, see, like, ten seconds passed after Craig Council retired, and all of a sudden, he's a manager. Yes, you know? absolutely. Uh, and so, what were you doing in Dubai? I wanted people to kind of get an idea on your history and and what you, uh, how you, how you came to be Daryl from Dubai. <laughs> well, I was teaching kids how to take standardized tests. Ah. I was working for the Princeton Review. Had a uh, an opportunity to go to the Dubai office and basically have a have a salary rather than you know work hourly, and that's, yeah, that's nice. And uh, it, so- it worked out pretty well for a while, um, but then my now wife lost her job and the pandemic hit, and we decided, okay, let's let let's use this as an excuse to bring you over here. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad you're back. And uh, I was curious uh, as to how your experiences were as being a fan uh, overseas, not not being here, not living anywhere close to the same time zone as the team. How, how hard was it for you to keep up with what was going on? 
Uh, beyond just waking up and checking scores, nearly impossible. I'd try to catch most Sunday games because those would happen at about you know eleven o'clock midnight my time. And sometimes if the D-backs were on the East Coast, I would catch some of those games. But usually it was just checking scores and being lonely because you know I I could usually have find a friend who could talk NFL, and there occasionally are some NBA fans, but nobody I knew knew a thing about baseball. Like even how the game works. So, like, uh, um, I'm very happy to be on this show just to be able to talk baseball with someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, and and you know that's not an easy thing these days, right? It's a it's the the interest in the sport itself is waning. Not to mention the fact that it's it's not easy to find Diamondbacks fans, right? It's definitely not a team that like kind of crosses over and has fans and other locations around the world yeah well it's funny because in in dubai on a couple of occasions like i'd be wearing my u of a polo or something and someone would say oh i went to the u of a hey isn't that great but (laughs) nobody ever even recognized my d-backs hat you know yeah (laughs) not not (laughs) or even ask (laughs) we're gonna ask like what team is that oh that's baseball incredible i had no idea well although one day I was wearing, I have a Fenway Park shirt because I went to Fenway Park and I bought a shirt and I was wearing that in Dubai and some guy was like sitting at the bar next to me. He was like, ah, Red Sox fan, huh? And I had to explain, no, I'm a Diamondbacks fan. I've just been to Fenway and he had nothing to say about the D-backs. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> well, neither do any of us here right now because it is tank season, Daryl. It is tank season. It is. And the D-backs are still currently tied with the Baltimore Orioles for last place in all of baseball at 48 and 103. Are, are, are you a fan of tank season or does this just become ridiculous at, at one point as far as baseball and how long this season actually is? Well, as someone who likes watching baseball, I kind of hate the idea of tank season sure. for, for a couple reasons. One, I just like watching good baseball and you know, I you, you asked me to be on the show yesterday, and I said, okay, well, I'll just be sure to watch the game because especially these days I'm not catching every inning. But this time I did. I watched every pitch of that awful game. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a great and, one to watch. Yeah, and, and most, most of the evening was just uh, my mother complaining about how many uh, flyouts there were. Like, oh, all they do is just hit it to the outfield. Like, <laughs> does anybody even hit it to the ground? Yeah. It, like it was it, it was just depressing but the other reason is just well your co-hosts have said the same just that there is there's never really a guarantee with the major league baseball draft like having the first pick right. i mean looking at the number 1 picks i mean sure daryl strawberry ken griffey arod you know you you see those names pop up and like with hindsight, you say, "Oh yeah, well, no doubt. Of course, he went first. But right, but you, you don't really have that guarantee so much, you know? Right. Like other sports, other sports. Yeah, you you have your you have your failures. You have the mm-hmm. ones that were letdowns, right? Yeah. But they're few and far between, and they almost become like legendary because there is so few that don't necessarily work out. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. You like, know, you, like uh, you're gonna have your Sam Bowies and your your Ryan well, Leafs. You went second, but yeah, but yeah. well, you know what I mean. But yeah, we do. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Michael Jordan thing, right? Hakeem um, was the number one pick, and that was the that's right. right. Pick. 
that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I just think that baseball and, and the draft, the other thing about it, uh, as we spoke about yesterday with Michaela, it, it takes so long for these guys to come up and actually be a part of the organization, right? So there's there's yeah. a lot of hurdles to get through, whereas, you know, in football, you look and the number one draft pick is starting in week one on, on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what is probably the most likely scenario is whoever we get first or second, be it Elijah Green or whoever, I don't really follow high school and college ba- baseball that much, but... <laughs> Whoever that is, it'll be a name that we hear, and then three years later, we'll be trading him to the Pirates for another. Don't do that. Why are you doing guy. that? No, yeah. no, no. Why are you doing that? <laughs> uh, you know, that's, you are. That's what you, happens. You, I just watched Dansby Swanson play shortstop for the Braves. <laughs> but I know how this like, works. He's hitting below two hundred, so that doesn't seem to be like a too bad of a. a he's pick. he's the starting shortstop for a playoff team. All right. Yeah, I know. All right, all right. Do, fair <laughs> we, enough. We have fair a enough. we have a good shortstop. I like Nick Ahmed quite a bit, but come on. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we sell off every asset we ever have. I know. Well, uh, and and you're right because like it it does become depressing. I don't think the Diamondbacks obviously are tanking on purpose. I, I will say that I, I probably wouldn't be surprised to f- find out that some guys aren't giving a full effort at this point, but I don't think that there's any deliberate tanking going on. You just look at a team like the Rockies in our division, right? The Rockies since May 21st are 55 and 51, which isn't bad, right? And that's over a, a pretty extended period of time. Yeah, it's four games over 500, so it's nothing earth shattering it's not going to move the needle and especially in the nl west it's not going to be enough for you to even make the playoffs with how well the other teams in the division are doing yet it just goes to show that the rockies are playing good baseball and they're winning games yet at the end of the day they're still not going to be anywhere close to the playoffs and all their all their winning really has done is move them further down the list i think that matt scherzer's uh you know, complaints about competitive balance and such in baseball are valid because all it really does is encourage teams to lose games. And it, it, and then that in turn encourages people to lose interest in the sport. Yeah, I, I agree to us to an extent because the Rockies, I I'm not sure what the numbers are, but I guarantee you they are getting better attendance at their games. Oh, like, the Rockies D-Bags attendance games. is insane. No, the Rockies yeah. attendance is crazy. I was just looking at attendance numbers when they play the Rockies and and this is the two last place teams in the Mm -hmm. same division, right? Um, Here we go at Colorado. This was the last series they played against each other. They drew 30,000 on Friday night, 30,243, 32,699 on Saturday and 24,552 on Sunday. That was at the end of August, that was August 20th through 22nd, two teams that aren't anywhere close to making the playoffs, and, and the Rockies were still able to get thirty, nearly 33,000 people in there on Saturday. That is crazy. Is, yeah, like, don't, is that an that, indictment of my city or just a credit to Denver? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's an excellent question. I don't want to say that Phoenix it, Phoenix comes out for stuff, right? We know that based on the fact that when the Suns were in the finals, they were selling tickets 
for a thousand dollars for upper level nosebleed, and those tickets were selling. Yeah, right. Well, and That's- as long as the team is good, because like when Steve Nash was in town, they they boasted like sellout after sellout, like you know, eight years in a row or something like that. You know, like yeah, yeah. they yeah. come out for good teams. They come out for good teams, and I just think that it's been a really disastrous go for this team since we hit the pandemic right 2019 was a bad year the attendance was already down then but it just feels like they have they they've done nothing like when you look on baseballreference.com you can look at their schedule and it shows the attendance numbers the only single digit numbers that you see were not single digit but less than 10,000 in attendance are diamondbacks home games you know Mm -hmm. when they played the dodgers at home uh the diamondbacks the uh, Dodgers drew 46,000, 44,000 and 43,000, you know, that the the thing about it especially when you look at the competitive balance in baseball, the Diamondbacks are never going to be able to compete with that if they can't get people in the stadium and they can't generate revenue from from people here, you know. We we have this thing we're going to discuss later about that when it comes to Colin Coward tweeting out about how many people were at the game. And the minute I saw the tweet, I was like, there is no way I need to know the numbers right now because I was watching that game and there was no way uh, there was that many people that he was claiming yeah, where, were at the game. Where did he get 15,000? I don't where? know. He made it up. He made it up. He's he's well, pulling numbers. I don't even know what his, uh, what, what, what the the purpose of him doing that was it was it seemed like it was just something he threw out but we'll get to that uh momentarily because you know we we want everybody of course to know that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL even though we don't cover the NFL over here I have been doing some betting on the sportsbook app uh myself on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Uh, I've found that I really like jumping into games uh baseball games midway through and deciding whether or not teams can come back from the, the the line that they set during the middle of the game, right? For instance, I bet today on the Toronto Blue Jays game where Toronto was down by seven runs and they set the line at seven runs. And I was like, no, the Blue Jays are at least going to score one more run. And that's all they did against the Tampa Bay Rays, but it was enough to win me 50 bucks. So again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's fun. It's uh, safe, secure, reliable, and the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Uh, it, it, with the NFL games, they they have the same game parlays, which I have become a parlay guy. I've been having a lot of fun uh, combining multiple bets for a bigger payout, even in just some situations where I feel like I'm almost betting on the same thing, like number like Kyler Murray's performance, for instance, in this Sunday's game. Uh, you know, I I I, I can't give you a strategy because I still myself don't know what I'm doing, but I can say I've won a lot of money and it's been fun. So uh, more than anything, it's made watching every single sporting event that I watch so much more interesting. Uh, Daryl, have you jumped on the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet? Not, not yet, but I'm kicking myself because if I had just bet against my Arizona Wildcat football team every week, because I knew. You'd be cleaning knew, up. You'd be like, cleaning up. <laughs> the, the Wildcats were favored against NAU by 26 and a half. I didn't think we were going to lose, but I knew we weren't going to win by 27 26 points. and a half. Yeah, right. Like that, <laughs> You're right. Like, well, I, go I really do it have now. to get on that. I'll, yeah, I will, go download. I will do go, it. 
I'm doing a show right now, but I know, I know. But <laughs> well, when we get off, go to uh, use the promo once, code once PHNX. It's a, well, it's no. a promo code PHNX, and you'll receive $150 in free bets if you bet on those Arizona Wildcats to not win by 27 points. And all you got to do is bet $1. So, again, that's promo code PHNX to get that $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 and over only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I have uh, been I've been I've been told I need to stop. But you know what? Sometimes when you just know baseball and you see some of these, you know, games going on, you can, I, I don't know. I, I've covered enough baseball games that I feel like I have that little tiny bit of an edge to be like, yeah, I know how teams kind of go into coast mode when they're up by five plus runs. And I know how the opposing team, they don't want to be shut out. This seems like a slam dunk. Uh, I, I honestly thought the Blue Jays were going to make that game way closer. But all I needed them to do was score one run, and they did, and I'm happy. So, hey, things are rolling, and uh, I can't complain. The uh, the gambling, uh, sports gambling here in Arizona has been fun. And again, just have fun with it, guys. Don't try to take it too seriously. Don't pay off your house with it. Uh, unless you, you're that guy that almost won $725,000 on that parlay on the NFL, which was crazy because that was a $25 bet. I think I read somewhere that he still got paid out like because he cashed out before that Lions game that he lost on. He cashed out before that. He made like close to a half a million dollars or over it or whatever. Lots of money are being made. Hope you guys uh, get in on that. But another thing I'd like you guys to do is please check out all of our content over at gophnx.com. I have a brand new article coming to the website where I wrote 1,300 words on how decapitating Baxter cursed this team. I can't wait for you guys all to read it. Uh, you can become a member with one of our mem uh, one, one, one of our deals. You can either get a full year, which will get you a free t-shirt from our shop over at phnxlocker.com, or you can sign up just for one month uh, or month by month, and you'll get that first month for 50 cents. So you'll get a little sample, little sample of our website just for 50 cents. I hope you guys check that out because, you know, we, we, Appreciate the sport. We need the sport. If you love what we're doing over here, uh, just become a member of the family and you'll get that, like I said, that free t-shirt of your choice for becoming an annual member or that first month for just 50 cents. Uh, but but Daryl, you know, we were talking there um, for a moment about Elijah Green, about draft picks, and so many very, very promising things have been said about Elijah Green. He has been compared to Ken Griffey Jr. He's been compared to Mike Trout. But so have lots of other guys that were that were draft picks. I mean, you, you tend to always kind of compare like good outfielders to some of the greats of all time once you start seeing them have promise, right? Well, of course. I mean, that's what you do. You compare people to the guys you you know. Uh, and the stories I hear about him, because I've been doing just a little bit of reading about him since you mentioned him on an earlier show, um, he sounds more like Daryl Strawberry to me. Okay. Where he's just he's just hitting home runs against high schoolers, and he's he's clearly just bigger and stronger and better than all of them, which could which could mean he's going to have a great career and win us a World Series. But you know, it's it's such a toss up. I I don't even know if it's if it's worth tanking for. You know, it, it 
you really do like this tank season idea. I know. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> but, okay. I think here, here's here's why. And and don't get me wrong. It's not like I really enjoy watching this team lose, even when I get fully behind tank season. I I think my I my my thought process is no team wants to intentionally lose. I just think the tank season position is a better position to take as a fan. It frustrates you less. You know, the team (laughs) is going to continue to lose. They have, they, they had the toughest um, schedule as far as their last games were concerned them and the San Diego Padres. And obviously the reason why is because the NL West is one of the toughest divisions in baseball. And Mm -hmm. as the season wraps up, you're going to play a lot of teams from your own division. It made sense that the, these two teams had as far as you know baseball's calculation for difficulty of schedule was concerned that these two teams have the toughest but for the diamondbacks it's mostly because they had pretty much all playoff teams left on their schedule except the the rockies which they wrap up with with the final series of the year i think it was easier just to lean into this rather than let any of us be frustrated with the losing that we've already seen all year you could sit there and harp on this being the worst season ever. It probably is going to be record-wise um, when all is said and done. Uh, well, let's see. We've lost, what, 102 games now? Yeah. Okay, we lost 111 in 2004. How right. many games do we have left? 12. I don't think we're going to lose 9 of 12. Okay. All right. I'm Call well, me optimist. But do you, would, but... You still, would you still consider it with the the longest losing streak in franchise history and the longest, you know, road losing streak in MLB history in the modern era. Wouldn't you still consider it to be the worst season ever? (laughs) Uh, Probably. uh, Even if, even if they don't get that, even even if they they don't don't get 111. Well, just because yeah, that 2004 team, we, everybody knew it wasn't going to go great. Correct. And Correct. and we got Randy Johnson's perfect game that year. You know? So sure. so I, I and so I have plenty of fond memories from that horrible season. <laughs> it, bad stuff seems to happen. Yeah. Like if you want to consider it, Bumga- uh, Bumgarner's no hitter an actual no hitter, two of our four no hitters happened this year, right? So it's like mm-hmm. we've had a lot of great history happen this season. I think a lot of the young guys have had great debuts. It just feels like when we get down to this point of, of the year, it just doesn't I, – I mean, I'm down with everything Lavolo has already said that they were going to do, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about even being – even do it more, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I see the number of starters uh, out there in the field that, that were starters at the beginning of the season, I'm like, eh, can't David Peralta have a break at this point? Can't a lot of yeah. these guys just sit, you know, like – that's my feeling on it, and I think that's what I thought was going to happen a little bit more based on him saying that they were going to go towards the youth movement. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot more like you know, McCarthy, and we were going to see Seth Beer, alas. Oh, um, that's, that's so disappointing. By the way, Seth Beer had – No, well, he had surgery, by the way, which was very yeah. surprising to me because after he had dislocated the, the shoulder, it seemed like things were kind of positive. Like, it seemed – I remember Lavallo the next night talking about how Beer wanted to play, but they were going to hold him out. They'd said right. after the game that the shoulder, as gross as this sounds, slid in smoothly back into place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of that 
sounded positive, but then we find out that he has had surgery, which, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, do it now, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's scheduled for tomorrow. Okay. So he hasn't had it yet, but he's going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that threw me for a loop, too, because, yeah, dislocated shoulder, I mean, it can result in surgery, but but – yeah, the way they were talking, it it really kind of surprised me. Yeah, it didn't sound so, like it was that just bad. Just drop that on me. That oh, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I guess fine. Is, well, I guess this is the right time of the year to do it. Well, and yeah. it's also the curse season. It's also the curse season, so might as well yeah. happen. Um, but back to Elijah Green a bit. I mean, I think people have just been very high on this kid for a while, and it makes it it makes it hard not to be interested in it what what would really just shock the hell out of me is if the diamondbacks get the number one pick and then they don't draft elijah green right that's totally a possibility kumar rocker this year was uh, assessed to go much higher than he did when he was drafted he ended up going back to college we had the situation with jordan lawler that d-backs got that apparently should have gone in the top three but didn't because people thought he was also going to go to Vanderbilt uh, based on, yeah. you know, the offer that he had. So uh, I, 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 I don't know what we're going to see when, when the 2022 draft comes around. Well, yeah, that that's another huge um, factor that goes into the draft, just mere signability. You yes. know, if you're an, yeah. if you're an NBA team and, a, and someone's eligible for the draft and you draft him, he's yours. Yep. Not so much in baseball. I know it's so weird. It, and- it could very well be that we get, you know, the Diamondbacks get the first overall pick and start getting into talks with Elijah Green, and then he decides to go to Cal State Fullerton or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. It just it frustrates me at times. I'm glad the Diamondbacks were able to get uh, Lawler to sign because I was a little bit concerned about that myself. Uh, I think that baseball really needs to change some of those rules. You know, I, I don't know. I think it's weird that baseball players can be drafted and then decide to go to college, opt out and come back and, and re-enter the draft. Right. That's uh, again, like we talked about last night, uh, Aaron judge did that where he mm-hmm. was drafted very, very low. I, I recently found out that on average over a thousand players are drafted by major league every year, which blew my mind. That's <laughs> like way more guys getting drafted. When you think about the the depth of the of the minor league system, though, it makes sense, right? They have it sounds about right <laughs> four or five teams of 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 uh, that they have to fill rosters of, right? So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm I, I don't know. I think at the very least, what I want for the Diamondbacks is for them to pick whoever they want without any kind of hurdles, without anybody else selecting someone before them. I think at at this point there's no real reason for them to lose intentionally, but their schedule is hard enough that I, yeah. I feel like it's going to, you know, take care of the itself. Obviously there's still going to be those wins and things that they do. They're still a professional baseball team. Right. But I don't know. All I can say is I've won a little bit of money betting against the diamondbacks on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm not super proud about it. So I don't want to like go into super great detail, but I mean, 
it's not the worst thing, right? Again, like I said, just because the Diamondbacks are losing doesn't mean you need to lose. So Very go well download said. go la- download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code PHNX. Again, you will get for $1 bet on any NFL or college game, you will get $150 back in those free bets. So uh, I did want to touch what we were talking about earlier on Callan Coward's tweet inflating the D-backs crowd numbers last night. It was a really weird tweet. Like, like you said earlier, I don't know where he got those numbers from, but he claimed in this tweet that there was 15,000 fans at Chase Field last night. And, and he gave the D-backs fans an odd pat on the back about it. Like good, good for them to go Why? watch a team that's not doing well, you know, like, and, and yeah, I don't get it because it just, it really, for me, it shows a lack of knowledge about what's going on here. First of all, if you've been to Chase Field, even if there was 15,000 fans there, which the last game that there was that many fans or more was a game against the Seattle Mariners of all teams on a Saturday on September 4th, they got 18,000 at Chase Field. I, I'm, I'm assuming it was some sort of bobblehead giveaway night or something. No, it was it was a nine dollars seats in celebration of the ah, there. Thanks, thanks, yep. Daryl. For thanks, Daryl, uh, for knowing more about this team than I do. That's why I brought you on this podcast. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Uh, were were you there for that game? Is that why you knew that? Or uh, no, was that, that was knowledge off the top no, of your head. You and I were celebrating my nuptials. That's that right. Day. That's right. So. That's why I don't remember anything about that. But um, <laughs> yes, there was. A Otherwise, 000. I would have actually. I'd have taken yeah. advantage of the nine dollars seats. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but it's just kind of wild because when you go through these numbers, like these other these other stadiums draw so many people. Like this last uh, series with the Dodgers, forty three thousand. 44,000, 46,000. Their series in Houston, 22,000, 25,000, 23,000. Here, back at home against the Braves, 9,642, 8,879. 8,879 was that game he claimed that there was 15,000 plus. I don't know what he was seeing. I don't know he was basing those numbers on. But even if there were, it would be like 12,000 Braves fans is what it would be. Well, as confused as I am about, you know, where he got those numbers and why they're off and why he decided to compliment, you know, D-backs fans. I have no idea. But what this tells me um, is that there aren't enough Braves fans in Arizona. Because when the, <laughs> when the Dodgers come to town, it's almost a sellout. Oh, man, 30, 34,000 strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was actually surprised at those numbers because uh, they – I know – Obviously, this season being the way it was, they had they they had a reduced capacity for the crowd early on. Um, so the the op- the opening day numbers and such aren't really you know anything you can rely on because it was a different capacity based on when uh, the Dodgers came to town a few months later. But like you said, near near sellout crowd for those games. Uh, I and and again, I I don't know. I'm I don't know why this tweet even came into my life i don't know why i even paid attention to it it just kind of infuriated me to see that like like what a from from a very prominent sports personality just making these bold lies kind of broad (laughs) statements that aren't true like it's not a lie because it's not i don't think he was intentionally trying to do anything it was just where did you get that information from and and why did you think it was all diamondbacks fans supporting this kind of crap it's clear that he wasn't watching the game too 
Sure. Because if you will, if you just look and and listen to the crowd, it sounds like an empty empty stadium. You can hear right. children individually yelling at the players. You know, yes. It, yeah. It, it felt like, it felt like a, a 2004 Expos game. <laughs> yeah. No. Without and a doubt. I went to many 2004 <laughs> Expos games. My, my sister lives in Montreal, so I got to. Got to enjoy oh, that awesome. swan song. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm a huge Montreal Expos fan when I from being a kid, simply because they played the Dodgers in one of my first baseball games I attended. And uh, the Dodgers at the time had a ritual of coming out to sign uh, fans, baseballs, you know, jerseys, whatever, after the game. And the Expos won the game. So the Dodgers decided not to come out. And, like, mm. a security guard came out and kind of told us, like, hey – the Dodgers uh, aren't able to make it, basically. Like, it was kind of how he worded it. And then the entire Expos team came out fully dressed in, like, their travel suit and tie wear and just started signing autographs for everybody. And I I had been given a baseball from one of my dad's friends, so I gave it to them. And they just took the baseball from me and just passed it around the whole team. And, like, everybody signed it, and then they gave it back to me. It was a really positive That's experience great. in my life as far as baseball is concerned. You know, I I, uh, I don't really think sometimes these guys really understand how much they can make us turn into idiots for this what, sport by doing little acts like that. But, man, yeah. What year I, would I, that have been? I think that had been 92. 92. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, was, Tim Raines? Was he on that team? You know, I wish I I wish I could remember, but I don't think I was very engaged in the game as a as an eleven year old. Uh, but you know, you know how it goes. Uh, I will say that the Diamondbacks. You know, I, if you want to commend a team, let's commend the Rockies. Let's go back to that series that we were just talking about. That's not yeah. a team that Arizona Diamondbacks fans traveled for or came out of the woodworks in Colorado to go see. The Rockies deserve all the credit in the world for getting. 33,000 close to 33,000 out for a Saturday game against the Diamondbacks, you know, and, yeah. and like you said, I, I think that might be an indictment more of, of us as D-backs fans rather than it is of, you know, Rockies. I, I think people still enjoy watching baseball and you know what, like, like, like we said earlier, the Rockies have a winning record going back to the middle of May. So at yeah. least they've been playing good baseball that you go out and you can watch and you can see your team win a game regularly versus the fact that since the diamondbacks were cursed by them beheading Baxter on a very similar date, it was May 15th, 2021. They've won, I think a total of 30 games since that day, <laughs> since May 15th, they've won 30 lousy games. It's wild. Well, can I go get back to Colorado? Cause I'm trying to think of, of reasons, not just beyond, okay, they're, they're a better and more competitive team. Um, and I don't like maybe the Denver, weather, maybe it's yeah, I, I think the weather right is now. a big, the weather is a huge thing. Like, cause, um, you know, it's September in Colorado outdoors is a lot more comfortable than, than just try just driving to, to Bob or Chase Absolutely. Field, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, you did it. <laughs> you showed your age right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it was my own minor protest. I know, I know. Things being renamed, that's that's fine. I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> um, the the weather's a big a big part of it, probably, and the team. But also, like, 
How is Denver set up? Is it a lot more densely populated? I don't think it is. I think it's similar I, to Phoenix in that regard. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you do have the fact that Phoenix and and our count, uh, like our you know suburbs and stuff, are a little bit more spread out. So it's like there's a lot yeah. more people that live 20 minutes plus from the stadium. I think mm-hmm. that the you know Rocky Stadium is beautiful. It's the open you know air stadium. I think they have a lot of cool stuff to do very close to the venue. So it's like. You could go get some Rockies tickets and then go, uh, go get something to eat very close. Where, whereas, well, like we have downtown, that. well, we do. Well, but we have, when you we think have a about pretty it, good downtown, eh, it's not. We do. It's just not very close. I've had this. I've had this argument with a couple of people from uh, PHNX. We have uh-huh. a good downtown. It's just not very close to like Chase Field. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you definitely have to walk a, a decent distance to start getting to the good restaurants and bars. And it's no knock at Willie's Tacos next door or anything like that. It's just a lot of a lot of the places that you and I enjoy are typically a little bit farther away. I, I guess you're right. Putting it putting it on Seventh Street in in the middle of a desert that does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I it's guess just, so. It, and it's, I probably wouldn't be walking to what Central and Van Buren to go to you know what? Right, right. I mean, or like when we go to like place escapes me. Crescent Cobra, Ballroom, there we go. Crescent That's Ballroom, Cobra Arcade yeah. Bar, all the places we yeah. go, you know, Angel's Trumpet. Those places aren't close, but we don't mind walking it because we're from here and we'll walk that distance. But the yeah. more conventional baseball fan that probably wants something close to the stadium, I know yeah. that prices are in the aren't... Barrage Mahal across the street. Exactly, and walk just across the street, right? I know that yeah. prices aren't a problem because the Diamondbacks, once again, are one of the lowest cost, you know, teams in all of baseball. So, I, who knows? I, I I really think at the end of the day, we tend to be a city that wants to watch a good baseball team, a good product, and a winner. And when it's not, we just choose to do other things, you know. And, and it, it it takes a it takes a lot of effort and energy to drive into downtown Phoenix in the middle of the summer, which I know it's technically mathematically fall, but it's gonna be summer until the end of October. You know, it's going to be hot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> well, it's hot all summer long. And, uh, you know, that that's going to be a problem for until the end of time for baseball here yeah. in the Valley. But uh, at least we have it. And uh, I, I just don't want it going away anywhere, especially not to Henderson, Nevada. Uh, thank <laughs> you guys so much for joining us here on the PHNX D-backs podcast. If you're catching us on YouTube or anywhere else, uh, we want to remind you that you can never miss out on any episodes of this podcast by subscribing to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're hearing us right now on one of those apps, we want to remind you that we're cranking out some pretty awesome content all year round, and we're doing it on every major Arizona sports team on our YouTube channel. That's at PHNX Sports on YouTube. So, uh, subscribe to that channel. That way you can get that little notification whenever whenever we're talking sports. And we, we have some fun over here. Today I found out that one of my favorite people on our network, Cheerston uh, Susel, uh, grew up when she was six watching uh, the History Channel instead of cartoons, which delights me. Because if you know Cheerston, uh, it makes all the sense in the world. Daryl, no offense to you. I know you watched cartoons, but you seemed like the kind of bloke to watch a little bit of history channel when you were younger a fair amount uh i watched well the thing is i wasn't a cartoon fan unless it was funny 
So I watched all the <laughs> Warner Brothers and Animaniacs, but but okay, all, all okay. the people talking about Transformers and Ninja Turtles, I had no interest in any of Because it wasn't That's funny. incredible. It wasn't funny. Why, why, why are you making a cartoon and not having jokes in it? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, well, you can follow us all on Twitter. My pal Daryl is at Zazzamplop. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. But of course, as we say, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. You can follow PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, yeah, follow us everywhere. We appreciate you guys supporting us. We thank you so much. Um, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code PHNX. Subscribe. Do all the stuff I did. I said, I, I hawked, I did it all. But we thank you guys again so much for joining us. And remember, kids. Baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you bet on it.